Well, this is Pentecost Sunday, and it's always exciting every year to share this story from the scriptures and to be reminded of this important day. We celebrate our beginnings when we hear this story from Acts chapter 2. Let's stand together as we hear these words of scripture together. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them. And a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. We are all, to a certain extent, fascinated with beginnings, with how things first start. Some of us, more than others. If you know someone who's particularly interested in history and likes the internet, you know they can go down that rabbit hole pretty fast. And they like to take everybody else along with them, don't they? I have to admit, I'm kind of like that. Myself, You might guess that my interest of beginnings has to do with religions and theologies and cultural things that give rise to religion. All of us have areas of interest in our life that drive us back, back, back to the context of something's beginning. To understand the forces that shaped that new thing that we know today. It's good to be interested in such things. It's good for our minds. It's good for our brain. But we don't need to just be interested in beginnings on a cosmic level or some grand scale. It's good to go back and visit our own beginnings on a personal level. My beginning as a preacher started when I was in my middle teen years and I started doing anything I could to have the chance to sing or preach or lead worship anywhere, anytime. 
my big break came in high school when my home church hired me at the whopping salary of $10 a week to be the leader and the preacher in children's church. Now, $10 isn't a lot of money, but it made me legit. I was in. I was now a preacher. Then I had opportunities to find other places to preach or to lead. Where I grew up, we had things at churches called homecomings, where it was an anniversary year and people would come back to their home church. We had uh, all-day singings, or as we said, all-day singings, and you always had a chance to sing or preach at an all-day singing. I'd preach revivals or fill the pulpit that didn't have a preacher at these little churches with five people or six people or seven people. It didn't matter to me. I wanted to be in. I wanted to begin my life as a preacher. I remember when I was in college in Little Rock, I uh, was preaching a revival at a church there in the city. And uh, I was in the college choir, though you'd never know that, seeing how I still sang the wrong verses on the hymn tonight after I was told two times the right ones to sing. But I invited everybody in my college choir to come uh, hear me preach at this church. And I was so popular, out of the whole choir, one person came during that week. And the next day at rehearsal, I walk in and I overhear this conversation between this person and the one who sat next to him in the choir. And the conversation went something like this. I went to hear Barry preach last night. Well, how was it? Well, it was something. Was it good? Well, I made a decision. You did? Yes. I made a decision to never go hear Barry preach again. A few years later, I sang in his wedding, and we're still friends to this day. But it wasn't an easy road in the beginning. As we watch construction taking place across the parking lot here at Sun Creek, it's a good time to remember our own beginnings as a congregation. We have a great beginning story. It began when Judy and Bob Satrapa, Judy's here, I warned her she's going to get a shout out in the sermon. Judy and Bob Satrapa moved to this area and she determined they needed a new United Methodist Church here and so she wrote the bishop and advised him. And fortunately the bishop listened. Praise the Lord the bishop listened. And they appointed Bert Palmer here to be the founding pastor. And they met in a home. And then they met at Green Elementary. Then they met at Palmer Hall. Then they moved to the sanctuary. Then they moved to the children's building. And soon we'll move into the new building right across the way. It's a great beginning story. And it's good to remember that this great church began out of the visionary leadership of a layperson, not of a bishop or a preacher or even a district superintendent, Milton. Our beginning is special and it's wonderful. Well, Pentecost Sunday reminds us of the beginning of the church with a capital C, the whole church. 
We remember this every year by reading this story and by wearing red and by having lots of flames and candles to remind us of the context of that story because it reminds us who we are and what we are to be about. The context of the story is important. We take the name Pentecost Sunday from the Jewish festival of Pentecost, which was a first fruits harvest festival that took place 50 days, Penta, 50 days after Passover. Passover is when Jesus was crucified and resurrected. And for 40 days, Jesus has been appearing to various disciples around the area, sometimes one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes in groups. And after 40 days, Jesus returns, as he says, to the Father. But he tells them before he leaves to wait in Jerusalem. And the promised comforter will come. You won't be alone. Jesus didn't give any more details than that. Jesus seemed to be saying, trust me, when it happens, you'll know it. But wait prayerfully in Jerusalem. So they do. And for ten days, no one has seen Jesus or heard from Jesus. And the story says that they are all in one place when God acted. Jesus said, wait. And they did. They waited together. In times of uncertainty and in times of change, we need each other more than any other time in our life. So why is it that during those times we try so hard to divide and to estrange ourselves from one another? God acted when the disciples were together in one place. And when God acted, God acted. There's a sound like the rush of a mighty wind and blowing in on it are tongues that look like fire. And they settle on each one of those 120 frightened and confused disciples. And when that flame lights on them, they suddenly find that they can speak in languages they did not know. And all of them could do that as a sign from God that the Spirit belonged to everyone, not just to Peter, not just to the names we know, but to all 120. And if that's not miraculous enough, everyone in the crowd, Jews from all over the world, could all understand the message in their own language. Through all the racket, through all the confusion, they heard. And that was a sign to them that God was up to something big. The Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit was beauty and power and mystery all rolled into one. And the first Christian sermon was preached. And 3,000 people said yes 
to God's love in Jesus Christ. And the church began. And that beginning was a new beginning for anyone who was seeking forgiveness. For anyone who longed for grace. For anyone who prayed for the chance to start life anew. Isn't that a beautiful story? Isn't that a powerful story? And I think that in 2021 on Pentecost Sunday, we can celebrate our beginnings as the church by doing three things. The first is we can remember that the church is all about all people. The church is all about all people. Why? Because Jesus was all about all people. When the Spirit came, it came to young and old men and women, slave and free, rich and poor. All of a sudden, everyone was equal in this new thing called the church. And if there's anything we have learned over these long 15 months is that the church is not an institution. The church is not an organization. The church is people, not person. The church is people. And when we're together, God still acts. When we're together online, when we're together in person, when we're together in small groups, when we're together in service, when we're together standing against the injustices of the world, when we're together, God still acts because the church is all about all people. The second thing we can do to celebrate our beginning is we can remember that the church exists at God's initiative. That 120 frightened, confused disciples waiting in Jerusalem for who knows what did not get together and form a committee. And they didn't get together and come up with four options. And they didn't call for a vote so somebody got to win and somebody got to lose. The church happened because of God's choice. The church happened because of God's initiative in the world. And we are vain and arrogant if we think for one minute the church still exists for any other reason than that. We are utterly and completely dependent on the love and grace of God to be the church. Third thing that we can do to celebrate our beginning is to remember that the church's purpose is to tell the gospel, to tell and to live the good news. That message was important enough that on that day first called Pentecost long ago, God broke down every cultural barrier of language there was in that moment so that message could be heard. That message was so important in that day long ago 
that Jesus came and gave his life on a cross so that message could be heard. That is what God is wanting to continue to do in and through the church today. To break down walls and erase boundaries and open all the doors so all people can hear the good news that God loves you and God forgives you and you belong here. We are to be relentless in our welcoming of people into the church. So we celebrate our beginnings by being the church. Let's be the church for each other. Let's be the church for our communities, our neighborhoods. Let's be the church for the sake of the world, the world God loved so much that God sent Jesus to make that love known. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.